What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining us on the Phil Scott Audio Experience podcast. Today we have a special guest, and her name is Andrea. She sent me a particular message about um, a parking spot with the handicap. Now, you know, we've done many videos about Caucasian people always acting a plum fool about a handicapped spot. And I stated in the video that I really believe some of them think that only white people are supposed to park in those spots because they are willing to even shoot and kill a person if they can behind the handicapped spot. So Andrea had a story about the handicapped spot. That's why I said, you know, it'd be good to come on the podcast, let the people hear like about this in real time. So Andrea, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. All right, Andrea, let, let's tell us about the story a little bit. Tell us what happened and with the parking situation. Well, I was coming home from work, and um, like I always do, in my apartment complex, there are uh, not a lot of parking spaces, so sometimes you have to find spaces to park. So there's a, a handicapped spot, and then next to it is a parking space that has the lines that go through it. Well, I was parking in that spot back in the end, and then so this couple, they parked, were getting ready to park in the handicapped spot. And he was already rolling his eyes at me as he was backing up. <clears throat> and um, so, you know, I didn't think anything of it because I wasn't going to confront them at all anyway. But um, he backed up, and they sat in the car and waited until I got out my car. So I got out, and I started walking the opposite direction because thanks to your show, I know not to engage them. So, therefore, I walked in a different direction. Once I did that, his wife stopped and said hello and I just kept walking and said mind your business and I, when I looked I saw her standing in the back of my car pointing at my car telling me that I need to move my car and I just told her mind her business because with anybody else parked there which I meant white because I've seen several white people even this morning when I left were parking in that space and nothing has been said so I walked off and I went you know on into my house or whatever and I was in my house probably about 10 minutes. I, there's a knock on the door, not a soft knock, but a hard knock. So I go to the door, and it's, it's the police. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get my camera ready or whatever because I know you say make sure you have these cameras ready. So um, it was a black officer, which I'm sure they would hope that it was a different persuasion of a person, but it wasn't. So the officer wasn't that bad, um, but they live up down below me, so I could not see them, but I'm sure they were down there listening. And so I was telling him, you know, the situation and that we all have been parking there. I've been living there for almost three years, and I don't know where they came from. Um, but he said, I understand that. And he said that, well, if the office don't care, I don't care. And he said, I cannot make you move, and I cannot tow your car and neither can they, speaking of the people downstairs that called the police on me. And I told him, well, I'm not moving my car. My car is going to stay right where it is. And it's and it stayed there. This is not the first time, though, that these people have confronted me. One day um, before that, his father, old father, I don't know who he was, he um, was parked next to me just sitting in his truck. Then he decides to get off and walk out and walk to his son, and he says, I don't know why people think they're so special to park where they want to park. I didn't engage them at all then because I know how they are about their little parking spaces. I just drove off. But I've been facing little issues with them since 
they moved in. Um, but because of the fact of your show, and I listen often, I know not to engage them because I know had I turned around and tried to say anything to them, that could have been me not being here today with my children. So I didn't. I walked off and kept moving. Well, so you said this is an ongoing issue with these particular people? It is. I actually went to the rental office and spoke to them about them, and they did tell me that um, that was harassment and that um, if they keep, you know, a log of it or whatever, and, um, you know, if they continue on bothering me, that they're going to, you know, step in and have something to say about them. Well, the office manager asked me what color they were and, you know, or how they look or whatever, describe them or whatever. So I said, well, it's a white couple and a heavy set couple, and she just shook her head like she knew who they were. So an officer did tell me that was not the first time that they've called police. Well, so, a, and, <laughs> a while back, I used to, I have a, a lady used to be on my show. Her name was Tanya. Um, she she was a Caucasian lady, and and she would you know really give me the game on, on how they think. And one thing Tanya told me at the time period is that white people, a lot of white people, believe that the police is there to keep black people in line. That's why they call the police for any little thing that we do. You know, so well, like we, it didn't we, work that time. Go ahead. It didn't work that time because the officer told me he didn't. He don't even care. <laughs> you know, but I'm sure had it been an, a, another persuasion of person, it probably would have went a lot different than it did. Um, but because he wasn't, you know, what they expected to arrive at my house, which I was in my house tending to my business with my children. And for them to send an officer to my house was crazy to me over a parking space. And of course, and not mind you, I have a 2019. I just bought me a car too. So mind you, another thing that you said, they want a pocket watch. And I'm a single mother also. It's two and two, two, um, incomes in their house, but it's one in mine. So I'm still able to pay where I live and also drive a 2019 brand new car. So that probably also got under their skin as well. Oh, okay. Now it's coming together. What do they drive? A raggedy um, truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now it's all coming together. Okay. Because I said this before, Andrew, like this. I said, when you live in a system that was built on the expense of African slaves, it was built for you. It was everything to give you an advantage and you still don't make it in this system, you're still talking about you're poor and you don't make it in this system, to me, you're a waste of white. I've said that, and I will continue to say that. Then here is you, a black woman with one income and your children, right? And they got two. You have a 2019 vehicle, okay? And between the two of them, they don't have it. Now, in their mindset, they're looking at two as ass, and you just know how they think. Based on the way they're treating you, I know exactly what they're saying about you. And I quote, what is that, you know, N-word doing with something like that? What does she do? You, you, you get what I'm saying? Because that's, that's how they are. They 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 looking at your call for me. they 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 looking for a reason. And, and this is my thing. I, you know, you keep having issues with them. I'm a firm believer of the Second Amendment. I'm a firm believer of protecting yourself, okay? Um, like I said, my yeah. wife, she shoots a Glock 17 very well. I wouldn't want nobody to mess with her because <laughs> you're going to get hit pretty <laughs> You hit a lot of headshots and uh, chest shots. She's good. 
But what I'm saying about that is I do believe that African-Americans need to have the second amendment rights. Yes. We don't engage in anything. Yes. We don't start nothing with people. We avoid it. But if they try to bring it to us, then we have a right to self-defense. Even if it's mace or uh, a taser or something, I believe we should protect ourselves because they bold. They've been doing it according to what you're telling me. An apartment is saying they've been doing this and the apartments have allowed them to get away with it because they knew exactly who they were. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I just got my gun permit. So, yes, I am going to purchase me a firearm because they live downstairs for me. And, you know, I just see because of the fact I wasn't made to move. I know that was made them um, kind of upset, you know, more upset than, you know, than they were that day. So I don't know what they are capable of, but. Um, well, I do know what they're capable of, but I want to make sure that I have me something to, because I live by myself with my children and, you know, I want to make sure that if they come for me, then I'm going to be ready for them. Right. You know, now your, your permit is like concealed carry, something like that? It's not, um, a concealed carry permit. It's just a gun permit, but, um, I am looking to do the, take the class for the concealed carry um, where I purchased my gun and my firearm. So um, I am looking to do that. Um, on my job, I work for a government agency, so I'm not able to bring it on to their property. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll work it out somehow. I wouldn't be leaving it at home because my son just turned 11 yesterday. Um, and him and his sister, they like to argue, so I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want any anything to happen crazy. Well, well they have, um, I, and I remember when I met um, Skip from Skip's Tactical. I don't know if you saw the video on our channel. It's a sister to have her own, um, um, you know, tactical company. You know, she also teach, you know, firearms and oh, things yeah. like that. And um, she put me on to this bi uh, biomet biometric uh, case where, you know, you just put your, you put your, you know, your thumb on there and that's the, that's the only way it opens is that way you can do a code and also you can do it linked to your phone. It's crazy how that case, I, th I don't think it's called Voltec or something like that. Uh, maybe you could look into a biometric oh, okay. case um, like that. That way they can't really just open it. Cause you know, you have to secure your firearm because with these, you know, like some of these school shooters has happened, they grabbed their parents' guns and did it. You know, they didn't go get some yeah. guns on their own. So yeah. And I'm like that too. You got to secure your firearms cause you don't want your kids to not only what you saying about them arguing, but what if some sort of accident happened? You know, because usually you're going to protect yourself. Your gun got to be on the ready. So, you know, it can't be like, oh, let me go load it up and then yeah. we'll do this and then the third. So, you know, with, with these people, and you said they said, you know, some people or whatever, um, how do they look at you? Like the type of looks. Can you describe it in words? Well, if looks can kill, I would be dead right now. Because that man that day when he was parking that truck, he was looking at me like as if, foam could come out of his mouth he was so that's how angry he was looking and you know I, I i just can't fathom the hate that you gotta have in your heart for just somebody you don't know over a parking space i'm like come on now and i know it not it's not just over the parking space it's because of who i am you know and, and it just i work with caucasians all day long and I don't get feel that from them, but I let let me let you know I don't, you know, I don't let it see, seem like I'm naive because I watch a lot of your shows and and I know 
you know, what in deep down in their thoughts, they can be thinking something totally different, but talking to me face to face. So, but with him, he looked at me with that death stare. So I knew when he did that, it clicked in my mind. Um, when I know one, um, one, um, show you did, you said that they're using parking spaces as a reason to call in your murder. So I said, and I said, the one thing that went through my mind, I wasn't going to give them that chance to try to say, well, I was in fear of my life. So I walked away from them and I was further away from them when I was saying, mind your business or whatever. So she was standing in the back of my car, but I, I didn't engage them at all because I remember with your show, what you stated and that's been, that's in my mind. So I keep that. Well, also, uh, I will tell you this, you know, walking away definitely, you know, is, is a good thing with the sometimes, but never turn your back on them because, you know, you know, cowards will, will, will sneak you. Okay. And, and so you got your back turned yeah. and you're walking away and then one of them run up on you with something or hit you with something, or, you know, or whatever they, they, they trying to do. Um, because, and also you can call the police on them as well. Say, Hey man, they, they harassing me. I mean, you know, I mean, I think black people need to start calling the police just as much as they call the police. Uh, you know, that situation, you know, in an apartment, not going to do anything, then, you know, that should be taken up to a higher level to corporate or whatever, because they don't have a right to harass people out there like that. They're supposed to go park and go on by their business. Now you're talking about the folks on your job. We see that's a different kind of white folk. They're making more money. So my experience with white folks is this, the poorest white folk is the most racist white folk from my experience. And And then as you scale up in money, you'll notice that, you know, you're going to have less and less racism. I'm not saying they don't have no racial bias now because that, that goes all the way to the top with racism. Trust me, it does. But you, they're not as open with it, I'm going to say. They kind of keep it to themselves. Yeah. You know, they, they you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I have a Trump supporter, actually, that sits on my other side of me, which one of my um, – my um, black sister, she told me, she said during, I wasn't there during the um, election, but she said that she was real, you know, out and, you know, yelling Trump this, Trump that or whatever. And he was just here in our area um, yesterday. And I just said our area because, I was in, you know, he was in the state yesterday. And it just threw me to see how many people were yelling that you know, go back, go back, go back. And I'm like, um, I'm where I'm supposed to be because I don't have any other country to go back to. Well, you know, so it's just, they're these brothers and, and I want to cover this. They, they, they flipping the script. You know how, when they say go back to Africa, well, these brothers had came, yeah. had, uh, took that, put that as a hashtag and started telling people, Hey, anytime you go to Africa, put that hashtag on, on your photos where you enjoying things in Africa and that's starting to take off now with the go back to Africa instead of letting them like weaponize it, you know, kind of like what we did to a point with the N word saying, go back to, and I was firm believer this. I said a long time ago, pay me my reparations. And you know, I'm different. Give me my $3 million each, each person in my family. And I happily go to Africa. I sure would. I got enough money to make it. I live like a King in Africa. Forget y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. You know? Hey, have you been? I know that's right. No, I haven't, and I've been listening to your stories and watched your um, shows when you went over there, and I'm very interested in going. Um, so, but I'm, you know, at this time, I'm not financially able to be able to go. 
Um, but maybe if you all go next year, uh, um, I can make one of your trips. Um, I would be happy to go because I want to. I want to feel the feeling that you said that you got when you went over there. I want to oh, feel. Oh that. yeah, you gonna the moment you get over there, you you gonna. It's like I tell people it's going to be a spiritual connection you're going to have. Even if you're not a person that's into spiritualism or, or church or whatever, you still gonna have a spiritual connection with Africa because you're going to feel like, man, I belong here. You're going to feel that. And here you don't feel that. And like, you also feel it's a great oppressive spirit over America. And you don't and like say, I'm telling you, you don't recognize it until you leave until you get away from it. And, and in the moment we came back, I never forget that is that we all that stress cut coming on us all that like we was we was like just in a bad mood when we came back we did not want to be back here because we, we were just so like free as, as black people so that's why i always want to take people now the people that i'm going with you know like i said we're going with about 30 people uh to kenya like i said in october um they they talk about want to do a trip next year i think to senegal and gambia so we'll see how that works but um you know, when it comes to these people here, like I said, that's in your parking lot and causing issues and problems and the apartment know who they are. Uh, the question I have for that is, you know, are you considering home ownership? I am. On the, the only reason why I'm in apartment now is because I'm recently divorced. I, I left a um, toxic relationship. So I didn't I had a home, but I left it and went. And I moved in an apartment. That's the only reason why I'm there. But I do um, plan on purchasing a home. Um, so yes, I'm going to do that because I don't, I don't want to live in an apartment and around surrounding everybody. I want my own stuff. So I don't want to make somebody else rich. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, thing is, once you're used to a house and you go to an apartment, like oh god, you know, you just you're used to your own driveway, your own yard. You own everything. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? And then you don't have to deal with people like, not to say you wouldn't have a neighbor. It depends where you live um, also, because let's say like maybe some of the people you work with, where they live, I guarantee you they're not dealing with, with uh, Make America Great Again in the parking lot. No, they're and, not. And if they I'm are, sure they're, they're, not, they're, but... they're not the ignorant type. No, they're, they're not. We actually like a little small family here because it's a small group of us or whatever. Um, because it's branched off in different um, areas as far as the government agency I work for. So um, we all are like a small family. We do a lot of stuff together. So that's what I'm saying. It's different. It's the environment as far as even with the one that is a Trump supporter, I've never felt from her, you know, anything negative. But what I saw on TV today, yesterday, this morning, um, after he came and how they were yelling and all that kind of stuff, it, it's kind of you know, got me on, on edge as far as what is going I'm not afraid, you know, why he's in office. I don't care if he's in office. Um, with this situation, um, you know, are those people, like I said, had they been put on notice? Like, are, are they going to, is some disciplinary action going to happen to them or what's going to happen? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I seen the guy walking, um, in, you know, after he got out of his car the other day, um, going to his place or whatever, he saw me. Of course, he didn't speak. I didn't speak to him either. But um, I'm. They haven't. My, the rental office hasn't said anything to me about it since I talked to them. So I'm assuming that you know nothing. They didn't say anything to them or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I very seriously doubt it because the person I was talking to was of the same 
persuasion. So, um, you know, it, and also she was the, um, the, the manager. So, uh, I don't think there's going to be anything done. People are still parking in that same parking space. So I don't know. Okay. All right. So Andrea, I definitely want to thank you for, you know, joining us on the podcast. They sharing that information, just, you know, what's happening with these folks. I mean, they, they are out here wilding out and, and, and it's good to, you know, document everything and, and let people know, you know, throughout the world, because they have done very good at trying to act like they're the angels of the world and we're the, the devil people, but we are exposing that that is a bold faced lie. So Andrea, you know, we appreciate you and you know, you have a great day, you know, kiss the babies for us and you know, you be careful out there. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.